You're listening to the Echoes of Dub 22. I'm your host, Dub 22. And um, I was reading something, and I want to get everyone's um, insight. I want to hear what you have to say about these real-life sticky situations. So these situations that I'm about to read were faced by a church. Um, As I read through them, I want you to kind of think about what you would have done if you had been in charge at this church. And I will also read what actually happened. So I have three situations uh, here, real life sticky situations. Here's, here's sticky situation number one. It says a church member was in the process of being evicted from his apartment. After losing his job, um, he did not have another place to stay. So, uh, so also, he had little hope of finding another job because he had no marketable job skills. So if you were faced with this problem, how would you handle it? And would lending the man money solve the problem? Why or why not? So what would you do? You're in charge of this church. Somebody at the church is in the process of being evicted from their apartment after losing their job. They don't have anywhere else to stay. They don't have any family members close by to help, friends. Um, They have little hope of finding another job because they don't really have any marketable job skills. So if you are the pastor or leadership of the church, when you're faced with this problem, what do you do? Um, Most... Most people, you know, from the from the outside looking in, would um, be like, you know, really, you can't do anything about it, you know. <laughs> but if you're a pastor, if you're a leader, you're in a different mindset rather than somebody from the outside looking in. You actually need to use the resources that the church has been given to help people that are in hard times to help. You know, as a pastor and a leader, it's up to you to help people like that, especially if they're a regular tither, a person that's involved with ministry of the church, and they're they're um, not just a, a one time and come and go. But let's say they weren't even a person like that; they weren't tithing, they weren't involved with ministry. Do you still help those those individuals that are in hard times? Um, Let's read what actually happened. So, it says, We allowed him to stay at the church. He slept beside the pulpit in a sleeping bag. Then we connected him with job seminars to learn some skills instead of just giving him money. He did things around the church like sweeping the floor and setting up chairs as a way of repaying us. We didn't ask him to do it. He did it on his own. It gave him dignity. Eventually, he got a job and a place to stay. Through his through this experience, he learned a better way to take care of himself. So, in this situation, they gave him a place to stay. They gave him a sleeping bag. He got to, he got to sleep right next to the pulpit. I bet it was a very humbling experience for this young man. Uh, he was able to get connected with seminars uh, and, and learn some skills for jobs. Um, and get his skills set up. And he was, instead of them giving him money, check this out. They actually allowed him to do things around the church. Or he didn't, he wasn't even uh, asked to do it. He did it on his own. He volunteered. He swept. He set up chairs. 
Um, and then um, on top of that, it gave him dignity. And after a short period of time, he got a job and he got a place to stay. And he learned how to take better care of himself. So that, I think that's a great one. Um, a lot of people probably um, you would have a mindset to just give him some money. Let him um, at least pay this month's rent. And um, eventually, if he's if he's able to, let him pay back, you know, or just do it out of the kindness of your heart. If you're a, a, a church that has the resources necessary to help somebody like that, I am pretty sure that many churches everywhere, especially big churches, are um, are hounded upon by people that are in hard times. You know, we uh, we should never turn people away. We should always do what we can. And I always believe that, you know, the church should be a, a resource for people that are in hard times. It could have been a death in the family. Uh, it could have been just people needing uh, therapy, people needing counseling, people needing uh, help, you know, prayer. People need prayer from godly people, you know. So I like that one. Let's look at the next one. Um, one of the church members was a young man who had five had five children by five different women. When he became a Christian, he felt very bad about his past life. He asked, what should I do? The woman I'm engaged to now is also pregnant. So how would you answer this young man? And what is, tactful, what is a tactful way to handle this situation? So you got a, a church member who's a young man. He um, has five children by five different women. I can already imagine that most people will already be prejudging him. Like, you know, you got five children, five different women. Yeah, that means that you just sowing your royal oats everywhere. You know, so a lot of people are already prejudged and discriminated against because of their past. But we should never do that because... Um, everybody has their own secret things that, you know, may or may not know about people. And even though that this person in particular had five, five women, five different children by five different women, uh, we shouldn't, we shouldn't talk bad about his past life. So it says, how would you answer this young man who's saying, um, he, he feels very bad about his past life. And the woman he's engaged to now is also pregnant. You know, what's a tactful way to handle this situation? You know, think about it from a pastor's standpoint, you know, and not from the worldly standpoint. And let's let's read what happened in the actual situation here. It says, we talked to um, this young man about 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, which says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone. The new is here. We told him that God forgave him and that he was starting with a spiritually clean slate. However, he still had an emotional and financial responsibility to the children he had brought into the world. He did marry the woman that he was engaged to, then financially and emotionally supported his other five children. This situation also involved continued counseling for the couple because of his past life. And I can only imagine the woman that he was engaged to, you know, having to also have to deal. Because when you marry somebody, you marry the whole package. 
you don't marry just that man or that woman. You marry the whole thing that comes with them. So she married him as as well as the other five children. And also, she also married into dealing with all these five different women. And I can only imagine, you know, dealing with that is, uh, it could be a lot in itself. So the church provided provided scripture i love that second corinthians 5 and 17 they didn't just tell them what they think he should have heard but they told him what the what the bible said in this and that's what we need to be doing more of when we giving counsel to people we need to go back to the word of god and what the word of god says don't just go off of the cusp of what you think you know, your mindset, you need to pray and ask God to direct you to scripture to where you can help direct and counsel somebody and guide them. That's how you give good spiritual sound advice. All right. So here's the last one. It says there was a problem with one of the older church members involving financial matters. She generally acted independently in that she kept overspending church funds on her pet project and refuse to consult with anyone concerning these expenditures. So if you were the leader of this church, how would you approach this situation? And what are the main issues here? So we have an older church member, you know, somebody that probably has been there for 10, 20, 30 years. A person that has probably been trusted just because of their um, loyalty of being involved with ministry. A person that comes to church regularly, Sunday, Wednesday, um, and involved with different uh, ministries at the church. Not only do they come and, and, and very frequent and very often in church, um, but now this person is involved with some financial matters. And, you know, because they've been there so long, people start to trust. You trust a person that's been there because you expect them to do what's right. But in this situation, this person wasn't. They were overspending church funds. They were using God's money for their own personal matters in this particular situation for a pet project. And she didn't she didn't consult with anybody about these expenditures. So if you're the church leader, what would you do? I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, let's read what it says. It says the issue here was basically one of obedience to the leadership of the church. Basically, we stood our ground. We respected this woman's age and loved her, but she needed to know that she was financially accountable as far as the church's funds were concerned. She needed to see the bigger picture that we work together as a body, not separately from one another. So basically, that is the correct way. I mean, you want to handle situations um, privately, which right now you can see that this this leader of the church had dealt with this person privately. They didn't try to put them out on blast or, you know, say it during the church service. Somebody here has been, you know, uh, overutilizing funds for something else. And, you know, didn't try to put them on blast, but handled that person secretly. Handled that person, you know, one-on-one or in a group setting and let them know we're all here to build up the body of Christ. And so when you're doing selfish things, you're, you're acting separately. And that's not what God wants. So look, these are some real life sticky situations. Guys, please hit me up on my uh, voice messages. Tell me what you think. Um, I really would like to hear, you know, uh, if, if this 
these are some situations that you know another church has dealt with or your church is currently dealing with or maybe you've even dealt with some of these things in your workplace so reach out to me on my messages um, I'm on Instagram your boy dub 2 Y-A-B-O-Y-D-U-B 2 um, I'm on Twitter your boy dub 2 um, and I'm on I'm on Facebook Matthew Loftus L-O-F-T-I-S so reach out to me direct message me uh, also my email is Matthew.Loftus at yahoo.com so m-a-t-t-h-e-w dot loftus l-o-f-t-i-s at yahoo.com reach out to me direct message me anchor message me uh twitter um instagram facebook snapchat i'm on there as your boy dub 22 like i'm on all avenues you can reach out to me let me know what you think about some of these real life sticky situations I hope you guys have a God-blessed rest of your evening.